0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, Phil Better. And today's guest, I am very happy to have because I've tried. There's a mythical place called Shopify. And it didn't work out too well for me. But we got a guy who is the guy who works in Spotify projects, supports Spotify store owners, does the marketing SEO agency stuff, developmental agencies, a whole bunch of stuff. This guy is the dude to go to, who will support you and reach, help you reach your goals on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, put it together for Mr. Tyler Page of the Page Media. Sir, Welcome.
1: Hey, thank you. And it and it's Shopify. They get the Shopify and Spotify mixed up. Oh, Jesus. So I, much. I, oh, my God. Because you've got the pod on Spotify. And oh, it happens to everybody,
0: man. man. So, yeah, it's, it's Shopify, hard. ladies and gentlemen, not Spotify. It's, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the Shopify. Ink on the face, ladies and gentlemen. I- I can't. Oh, and there was network. I'm reading this off of your webpage. I believe I blame your webpage. It's your marketing. Yeah.
1: I've got typos rampant throughout there. So yeah, that's, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> uh,
0: Tyler uh, besides my fumbling of the ball, you deal with Spotify nearly
1: did it again.
0: My God. It's, it's
1: hard, man. It's
0: hard. Oh, it's hard. Shopify. Okay. Yeah. You deal with Shopify. You build businesses, yes, help them and all that. Um, before all that, let's get to know you as a person. So who is Taylor Page?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the outside of the business uh, world, I've, I've got like a very um, non-traditional developer technical background. My uh, background is actually in uh, social work. You know, I've got a master's degree in counseling psychology, uh, had a whole other life before kind of like stumbling into this, teaching myself this stuff on, on the side. Um, and so now, uh, just enjoying, yeah, being the, the freelancer thing. And, uh, you know, I got two small kids and we just recently, because of that, you know, remote work, freelancing was able to move uh, closer to family. We had moved away originally to like, you know, uh, there's no jobs here, you know, or whatever. And so yeah. now it's like, it doesn't matter where you work, you know, and that's uh, one of the coolest things. And so, um, that's just what I love to do. I love to now like get engaged in technical problems. It's actually what I ended up doing in my other life. I've, I've always been picked up um, just tech stuff real quick. And uh, now I just get to do that all the time. So that's, that's real exciting for me.
0: I love that. And and I love how it's, it's, you've went from social work where you, it was probably nothing <laughs> like the stuff you would be dealing with today. And you were able to get that freedom, you know, move closer to home, mm-hmm. like back home, back to your, where your parents were. You were able to get all that freedom. So when you did have to do long hours, you can drop the kids off at grandma and grandpa's That's
1: right. Go on. built in babysitters. <laughs> I love that.
0: Now, I want to know. So you were over in over in social work doing some techie yep. techie stuff, too. So that always resonates. I think that resonates with all our generations and all future generations will have more of a tech. They want to know how tech can help and help our businesses or help this line of jobs or whatever, which is great. How did you go from social working and doing the world there to building Shopify stores and supporting Shopify owners?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a, probably a, pretty lengthy road right like it's one of those where since you didn't have the traditional education kind of like stumbled into it i i actually originally stumbled into it i was a full-time uh, social worker and then i worked actually part-time at a church so um and i was just kind of the guy you know i played guitar like you know did that stuff and then again when there was a tech problem i, I was pretty decent at fixing that stuff and so i would help out with that the, the guy that did the website left um they're like hey taylor you're the most technical person here." can you do this? And I was like, I mean, no, but I'm sure I can figure it out. And it was FYI, like, well,
0: you're the youngest person here. You need yeah, to figure it right?
1: out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, that's the tough part. There were younger people too. Like that was just like, you know, like bother this guy, he's not busy, you know, but like that's, that's always how it is. Right. So, um, but yeah, so no, it was a WordPress site and the thing was just hacked like crazy. It was that whole standard, like, you know, it's, it's got all these like corrupted plugins. And so there's like this weird, like, uh infomercial on the site for like some uh Korean like erectile dysfunction something or other whatever and you're just like hey like this is not probably what you want people to see when they're coming to the website right uh what time's the service at and it's like what oh um (laughs) and so you know uh just started researching that like crazy digging into it learning how to fix that stuff and uh got it done and then did a whole redesign on the site and I was like man I love doing this this is amazing and everyone else, when I was just talking about it, was just like, that sounds terrible. That I would not <laughs> want to do that at all. And so, you know, I just started researching a little bit more about like building websites and, and found that I love doing it so much. So I, I did that for years on nights and weekends. Um, just just learning how to do it, like building up sites, building different kinds of sites, working in different technology. Um, transitioned to a couple of different roles in jobs and then ended up being a supervisor as a social worker and just ended up again, being that guy Uh, who, hey, like we're spending eight hours working through this spreadsheet, like Taylor, you're decent at Excel. Like, what can you do for us here? So like, okay, like built a macro that like runs through this whole, you know, 8,000 line, you know, spreadsheet or whatever in like five seconds instead of like, you know, eight hours or whatever and just eliminated, you know, hours worth of work. Um, So I kept finding stuff like that over and over again, like, hey, like text the solution to fix this or whatever. Um, And so then I started looking at, building websites is a really, um, something that I could, I could feasibly do. Cause like, I got to the point I was doing it myself. Um, but just that, you know, probably that, that limiting thing of like, ah, well, you know, I'm a social worker, I can't be a web developer. So like, I couldn't try and like, go get a job somewhere building websites or the idea of freelancing never even came to mind. Cause I mean, that's, uh, I'm a pretty conservative person in regards to like risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we, you know, around this time, we just had our first kid, and so like, you know, now like really averse to risk. Um, in the social work world, especially as a dude, it's uh it's primarily in the feminine field, you know, it's 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 mostly women. And so if you're a guy, usually what happens is you get all the really tough cases and the cases that cannot work with females. So you get the really aggressive, really tough people. Um, and I'm I'm six foot, two fifty, big bearded guy walks into the room, you know, usually that's like, okay, Taylor can handle that person. Um and so You know, we go from like, you know, I can't I can't do this, um, you know, and and I'm really good at my job here uh, doing all this other stuff to like I'd I'd really love to do this stuff. So all all that is say, you know, I couldn't it's one of those things where it's really hard to get fired, you know, as long as you don't do something unethical or whatever, like it's a rock solid job. There's always funding for it. It's a government um, and,
0: job, of course. Yeah, yeah like right. your
1: your position's not going to be gone. And so they need that stuff. And so, you know, and I see like all the time, you know, in tech, there's layoffs and, and things like that or whatever. Every time there's any kind of an inkling of a potential recession or whatever. And so, um, so anyway, so, I, you know, did a couple of things, eventually transitioned to a smaller agency where I wasn't a supervisor. And because uh, I, I got the opportunity to work with an old boss who's like, hey, come work for me. I'll let you do. I know you love the tech stuff. And I don't have, we're, we're too small to have an IT department. So I need someone who's techie. And so you can kind of do this stuff and also be a social worker. I'll I'll pay you really well for a social worker. And, (laughs) you know, it's the best that I can do. And it's like, all right, great. You know, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So um, stepped into that, you know, and it let me really explore a lot of that. I got to build the agency website, you know, did some stuff with, you know, SharePoint instances and migrating email and stuff and like, you know, not stuff that I wanted to work in. Um, So you know I just just got to do more tech related stuff and so that was really really great to have that opportunity to do that but it really kept pushing me just more and more into like man i could do this full-time and i'd be so happy you know and you get to a certain point in social work you just kind of get burnt out um you know it's it, it's not an easy thing uh, in, a, in addition to tough situations you're dealing with a lot of like bureaucracy and paperwork and you're just trying to help people um you know and so there's a lot of that going on too um So anyways, got the opportunity at a certain point. I was like, you know what? Um, A local web dev job popped up and uh, local agency. I loved the agency. I thought the tech that they were working with and everything they were doing was super cool. So got the interview, um, nailed the first interview. They were really happy and wanted me to come in for the second interview. Awesome. You know, did well. Um, They ended up passing me over for another person. Uh, who actually had experience, right? We're not going to hire like the social worker. Uh, we have someone with experience who has applied. And even though his portfolio is great, uh, he answered all of our questions really well. He's relatively likable. Um, this guy has experience and this guy doesn't. So it's, yeah, easy sell on their part. Um, but just had some real honest conversations with with the person and um, with the agency. And I was like, you know, after talking to her, I was like, I don't know that the role would be really what I would want. And so this idea of freelancing started becoming more and more of a thing. Um, until eventually, uh, you know, I did, I had done it like kind of like here and there it was diaper money is what I called it. You know, I made 500 bucks here, 500 bucks there, building these little rinky dink sites, couldn't do it full time. Uh, and eventually stumbled into Shopify and did some remote work, um, just on Upwork, uh, just started getting some real traction there. And after I started doing some stuff on Upwork and had a portfolio, started getting people that weren't on Upwork, um, which is great because then you don't have to pay Upwork their cut. Um, and, uh. Yeah, it just, it just kept going from there. And at a certain point, you know, um, I got a um, approved to have like an expert listing in Shopify's expert marketplace. So they actually took a look at my work, uh, made sure that I knew what I was talking about, and then started getting jobs from there. Uh, So I've just been, I've been really fortunate to be in a lot of like really good positions uh, until I was able to finally just take it full time. And so now, uh, you know, get to be my own boss, uh, control my own schedule and, uh, making way better money than being a social worker. So that's great. Um, it's, it's easier to get fired, you know, I guess. Uh, but you know, at least, uh, um, there's, there's a lot, lot of upsides there and I've, I've really just been enjoying that part of it you may be able to get fired quickly, but you also get hired just as quickly. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That And that's a real good point. Um, I can't remember who I heard talk about that was, uh, you know, they were talking about freelancing uh, or being your own boss, being um, not as, not as safe, right. You know, as opposed to like a full-time W2 job or whatever. And that's, that is the difference, right? Like, well, shoot, like if I did get fired by a client, like I could just go out and get another one. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, you know, it's, it, it's totally different. Um, you know, so yeah, totally different mindset, um, you know, than, than just regular employment. Right. It's very true. I'm, I'm so glad
0: I became an entrepreneur now. Freedom is very, very nice. Plus you like looking at it as a family. Yes. The risk is very high. And I love how you said you were very unrisky at the start of it and still Mm -hmm. probably are conservatively risky. Um, and you, you, you built up, you're like, okay, I'm built up, you built up your, your skill set to a point where it was like more in demand. And then you were like, I have the freedom to leave. You got to the point where it was like, it didn't make sense to stay here. I made what I make right. in a year in like 20 minutes. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 It so, was, it was pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. So your why was just, I just wanted to learn. Like pretty much you just wanted to learn. And then you got to a point where you're like, well, my knowledge, I, I can make a living off my knowledge
1: yeah the the initial start of it was just like man this is this is just uh this is so cool just being able to like build something online like to me that's that's really great i I wasn't like a super uh, i didn't grow up like a super handy guy where i could just like you know build a shed or something (laughs) out of whatever scrap woods in the backyard or whatever but you know being able to build that online with just you know a couple lines of code and stuff like that i thought that was that was amazing you know
0: i I love that um now that you're doing this how, how long have you been doing the full-time freelancing Shopify god if you will So <laughs> I've I've only been doing the 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 full-time
1: freelancing for like 2 years now Um so it's it's relatively new for full-time I've been doing this gosh like on the the part-time leading up to that or whatever I've been doing this um, since 2018 is when I started taking gigs um on the side and stuff like that and so but like learning even getting to that point where I felt confident enough that I'm like, I could charge money for my skill set. I mean, that was like, I mean, that was almost 10 years ago. I mean, eight, eight, 10 years ago almost. And so, and probably one of the biggest mistakes is waiting so long, right? Um, getting over that initial piece there. I, I could have been doing this for a lot longer.
0: I love it. I, and I love how you took your time with your skill set. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. jump jump straight into uh going freelancing you said i built up some equity we we made sure every we started with diaper money saw that it could become more and it's a great story of some entrepreneurs that i i've had on the show that they they've taken their time because they know how risky it is plus starting having a family like that's that's a major risk because you're not only feeding yourself like i can go two days without eating it's fine <laughs> Grumpy Phil will happen, yeah. but like it's survivable, but you can't right. a baby no. That's that's No.
1: That's yeah, and even now, yeah, 45 minutes, every 45 minutes they need a snack or something and then, you know, if not something's getting broken or whatever, so yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but on the plus side, you get to spend as much time as you want with them and grow up, which was Yeah. Was that yeah, something that you wanted when you were thinking about having kids, being able to be present in their life as much? I don't I, I don't I don't want to Cause yeah, like, I don't no. know about your parents if they were how it was done, but like for me both my parents were, uh, worked, so I didn't really have mm. them when I was young. So I was just wondering for you.
1: Yeah, no, I had, so I, I was really fortunate growing up. Uh, my parents were, were fantastic and, uh, my, my dad and mom were actually both ministers. So that's my background, you know, in church and stuff and ministry and everything or whatever. Uh, but my dad, my dad did work um and my mom got to stay home with us even and so i was i was homeschooled for part of uh my upbringing uh, went back to school because i wanted to play football and so they kind of gave us this choice after you know we got to like you know 8th grade you know high school age or whatever if we wanted to kind of go back um and so uh you know did that and loved it um but yeah no my um my my dad actually the way his his work was even set up you know cuz pastor's work on sundays and so he had fridays off uh, and so whenever we uh, were homeschooled, what we did is we did a four day uh, school work week. So we worked extra Monday through Thursday so we could just have a three day weekend every single weekend. Um, and that was a lot of fun. You know, we used it to you know go and do things or whatever. Um, and so I I've really enjoyed the idea. It's important to me to be able to be around and be very present. Um, and, and my wife and I have talked about that pretty much extensively, especially when I started, you know, making some, some of that diaper money on the side, freelancing. Um, so between being uh, you know, a social worker and for a time as a supervisor, so I was making like better money than a, than a regular level social worker. Right. Um, uh, but my hours were way, way, way more. Um, and my wife and I had a, a conversation at one point where we were just like, you know, we talk a lot about making more money and that's great. But like we found like, you know, trying to use money as a primary motivator never worked out really well. Cause that's, that's kind of what it came down to. I was like, I mean, I can always work more, you know, like I'll go pick up a job, you know, working overnight at a gas station or something. Like, I mean, as long as I get four hours of sleep, I'm, I'm pretty much good. Um, you know, so like we, we could always do that, but I think we value our time more than we value money. So like, as long as we can, you know, we're not living like to where we don't know if the rent check's going to clear or something like that or whatever, um where you've got that anxiety and stuff uh you know i think i think we're doing great um and that that really started to change a lot of my positioning from like you know like i i don't have goals even in my business i don't have goals so like i don't want to i don't need to be a million dollar business um i don't need to make a million dollars a year as a freelancer i'm not going to try to take opportunities i'm not interested in trying to work for like Netflix or Google or something like that because i i know what it takes to to work at something at that caliber and level right um and just my my i feel like my time's worth more than that so i definitely want to like uh provide for my family so we can all live comfortably and those sorts of things too um but i i don't need to like make uh bucketfuls of money i don't need scrooge mcduck money you know what i mean <laughs> i i just need a for anybody, hopefully most people listening will get th- that reference and I won't sound too old there, but, um, you know, like, uh, to me, yeah. Like our, our time is our biggest, biggest commodity, you know, like as, as far as what's most important. So the, the freedom that freelancing or just being your own boss allows for, I think, I think that's huge, you know?
0: I love that. I love that. Um, I want to know in your journey so far, there must be a memory that you've had either to cement why you became, you started the freelancing. Like uh, maybe you guys hit it. You hit an achievement with your, you and your family or you were able to do something that you never thought you were able to, or a um, a win that you were able to help a client with that just cements yeah. like, yeah, I love the, what I do.
1: Well, I think, and, and maybe, I think this is kind of what we're getting at a little bit of like, so my, my memory of, that always sticks out to me when I'm talking to people about like freelancing or, or starting off or like big wins is, um, at when, before I was really like in freelancing full-time or I had switched to really just specializing in Shopify. Um, my wife and I had actually built up a Shopify dropshipping store. I had read about dropshipping, thought we were going to hit it rich and started <laughs> a store. Um, you know, we're going to like pay off all of our student loans. Everything's going to be great. Um, So we, we made $30 on the store that year, which means we lost like 300 um, in hosting fees and stuff, but that's, that's all right. It was a good learning experience. Um, So that was when I first got introduced, kind of like the idea of Shopify initially. And um, at the time I was uh, in a local web developer group, guy reaches out and says he needed some help on a uh, project for a Shopify store. I was like, great. I've done a store. I've been in the code. I'm really familiar with how things work. Um, so, anyways, long story short, you know, did the work. It wasn't like hard, right? He was stuck. He needed this fixed. And I was like, this is real easy, man. And uh, he was like, well, I'll pay you. Um, and I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's, you know, I'm good with trading at Goodwill. You're in this local group. Like, we're helping each other, buddies helping buddies out. Anyways, long story short, found out like he was actually the head of an agency, uh, a big agency. Um, and this was for a big Shopify Plus client, which Shopify Plus, uh, in the Shopify world is a, the highest tier plan where they're paying 2k a month. Uh, so usually they're making at least 50 to hundred K in revenue a month. And this guy, so this is massive project where this guy, um, was working on this really big brand. And, you know, me, you know, the great business mind that I am was like, no, it's cool, man. Like I'll fix this small problem for, you, you know, for free of charge and stuff. So it was the long story short, uh, then the memory for me, obviously getting the client though, when in getting that fixed for him uh, without with him saving face and not making it look like he doesn't know what he's talking about in Shopify and stuff or anything like that, which he's a great guy. He wrote me a really kind review and stuff afterwards as well. And that kind of helped, but that kind of clicked for me. And that was kind of the point where I realized like, I, I could do this. Like I could just work in Shopify projects and I could crank out work um, and provide real value in this space. Um, and, and after that, like, that's just when the business started taking off. Um, you know, I got to the point where, you know, revenue each month was like doubling and tripling from my little, you know, $500 a month here and there kind of type deal. And, uh, I was finally able to have that conversation with my wife. I was like, I, I think, I think I could do this full time. Um, and she was super supportive and on board and, uh, and that all, that's kind of like what what launched my freelance business full-time and so um that that'll always stick out to me is like just that point where i just like oh man like holy cow like i can do this um and uh so yeah that that that's probably the the biggest memory there for me i
0: love that that's a great memory to have mm-hmm. when you when you come in yeah i've done shopify i can help you one store under your belt made thirty dollars yep. And then you come in and you save this multi, uh, multi-figure business. That's, that's, that's yep. an awesome badge to have. Um, what tip would you have? Let's say I'm about to start a Shopify, jumping into the world of Shopify. I want to try mm-hmm. building a brand. Maybe I have a brand that I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to create merch for it and I'm going to use Shopify. What's maybe a tip you have? No, you know what? Better yet, because you come from the world of government and like super <laughs> safety. It. i want to talk to that audience because this audience is probably be more along those lines um what tip do you have for them to go into the freelancing like obviously freelancing worked for you we're talking to that type mm-hmm. of audience member right now that's super conservative in the risk area maybe not yeah. in life but just specifically for risk they're looking they're listening to you like hey that's maybe something i can do what tip do you have for them
1: um Probably the, the tips that I would have for that specifically would be get real specific on the things you're afraid of, and then actually write down solutions to those. So, you know, for example, like, you know, a, re- a real good example of that would be, like I said, at the time we had just had our first kid I'm really conservative in decision making. And so the idea is like, I'm not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to make, pay our mortgage, right? Like I'm not going to be able to put food on the table or whatever, um, And so what, that's the biggest thing, like, what do I need to make each month in order? That's, that's the real question. The heart of the real question is I'm not going to make enough money each month. And so now the antithesis of that, the solution to that is get real specific on, well, how much money do I need to make each month to make this work? And my wife and I just sat down and kind of like figured out, like, here's what I make right now. Like here's, you know, including things like. Um, you want to consider benefits and stuff. Cause obviously if you're, if you're based in the U S that shifts things around as well, if you're you know relying on your employer based benefits and stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, take an honest look at that. And then we came up, I came up with a number, um, and the number was much lower than I, what I thought it was. Um, cause social workers don't make good money. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you're already not making really good money. Um, and part-time nights and weekends, I was already doing, um, little bit over half that really fast when i started just focusing on shopify and so when i saw that i was like well shoot if if i did this full time then feasibly i could double or triple this and be making way better money so for for me like if it, you're speaking to ultra conservative uh decision making folks or whatever um uh, yeah just come up with direct solutions to that like if you're worried about not making enough money each month um you know figure out what your number actually is and then you know be honest about that we also did um you know, saved up a little bit extra runway. Some people call it like an emergency, um, savings account or something like that. Um, so we had we had our little emergency fund account. And then that way, if, uh, if I was under some months, you know, we had a couple, um, you know, a couple extra grand to like pull in if like I'd made $0 a month or something like that. Uh, and that never happened. We never had to touch the money or anything. So, um, you know, it was just, uh, Really grateful that we we thought about that. As my wife thought about that. I like I try to take credit for it, but she's the smart one between the two of us. And so she was like, "Well, just how much money do you think you need to make?" And like I said, after we crunched the numbers, it was in my mind just I i for some reason was ingrandizing how much I actually made as a social worker. And it turns out it was it was not that much. <laughs> You're like, um, oh, that that that's yeah 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 yeah. So, but yeah, like so that's that's what I would say for those folks, and just like get real specific, like create an actual action plan on if you're you, you know whether it's you're not worried you're worried about like not doing this not doing that um some people are worried about not having enough free time the great thing about social not social work jobs, but if you're talking about a government job uh they're more about like you know um like you're at your desk you know you're you're there at eight you take your lunch at this time and then you're gone at five like nobody cares what else gets done as long as you're there like you know uh freelancing is different, right? Like you've got to actually get work done to get paid. Um, and so, uh, that, you know, if it, if it's that, then like, just get real specific on what you can and can't do in those regular working hours and stuff. So, um, I still maintain a regular 40 hour work week. Um, that obviously fluctuates sometimes like, you know, you, you borrow a little bit from one week to, to throw on another week. If like the kids have got something or we want to like do a little traveling or something. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, I, I've structured my, my life that way because I'm, I'm working while the kids are at school and all that stuff. I drop them off every day at work or before I start working and stuff. Um, You know, I don't, I don't miss stuff. And that's, that's always, you know, important uh, from the time aspect. So yeah, just get real specific. Um, And and I think people will be surprised. Like I, fears or ideas, they're a lot bigger in your head until you actually write them down. Uh, And then for some reason when they're out there and they hit the air um, it's, it's a lot more achievable than you think it is.
0: I love that. Um, We're coming up to the end, which really sucks because I'm having fun talking with you, Taylor, because you're paralleling my story of entrepreneurship. Um, I jumped uh, maybe a little before you did, but I I could survive because I'm a single person, right? I don't need all the food and diaper money. That apparently right. a new father does. So right. that's true. But uh we're coming up to the final question, the spark question of the uh, of the episode. You know what it is. It's about the yes theory gang, uh, seek discomfort. Um, it's to spark conversations with friends, uh strangers that we haven't met. Um, this is very interesting. Did you grow up in a family that encouraged you to take risks? Explain. Oh no. <laughs> um
1: so no, we were, we were not, um, in a risky household at all. Um, so I, I actually, I grew up in a, I had mentioned both my parents were ministers. Um, so fairly conservative just across the board in, in regards to upbringing there. Um, and so the idea was, um, you know, even, even when it comes to some stuff I had to overcome there from a personal standpoint, cause there, there is an older, um, mindset too of like, you know, making money is not good. Making money is evil, you know, so you shouldn't want to make money. Um, and, and part of like the pull of a lot of entrepreneurs is, well, I want to make better money. Right. And so that's, that's kind of what it moved to. Um, when I originally chose social work as a profession, um so I've got a degree uh master's degree in counseling psychology like I spent all this time doing all this stuff so I could learn how to really take care of people like you know really communicate with people um end up doing social work because I just you know I I, I did a couple of internships and that was just like what what pulled at me at the time I knew I could do some some good there um and I it took me a while to realize it's like oh like this was just like I figured out how to work in a church. I knew I didn't want to work in a church after growing up with all of that. But like I, I wanted to still do that same mission of helping people. And so that's what it ended up being was social work. Um, So like the idea was never um, to be risky or anything like that or to make like good money or anything like that. The, the idea was to play it safe, you know, get it, go to college, um, take on massive amounts of debt. um and get a job where uh you can't get fired from and so like i knocked that out of the park with social work um you know uh just just very very different um yeah definitely not not risky thinking at all
0: (laughs) no 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 you you, you're the fully opposite of the risk and i love how the questions just resonate with the whole episode um yeah
1: that was perfect (laughs) <laughs> right?
0: Uh Taylor, I'm going to jump off screen here. And I promise it was not planned. Like this is sh- like they're just one after another. Uh, I'm going to jump off screen. Tell my audience where they can find you, follow you, support you. And if they're looking to get some help with their spot, uh, Shopify, not Spotify, Shopify, uh, how they can get with you. So the floor, sir, is yours.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you um, are looking to learn more about Shopify, I've started to create content on YouTube. Uh, so you can find me at youtube.com slash at page underscore dev. Uh, that would be one of the easiest ways to do that. Or uh, even more simply, I do have a website under the business that I operate. So I'm a freelancer, but I operate under the pages media. Uh, so the and then pages like last name of my, uh my last name, P-A-G-E-S and then media.com. Uh, you'll find a whole bunch of information on there. I try to post uh, information in the blog as well. If I I do a video, I move it to the blog as well. And so hopefully that's helpful as far as finding any other potential resources. Otherwise, feel free to say hi to me on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm also in those spaces and you can find all those links as well on my website. So, um, you know, I do offer a free 30-minute consult with anybody that's looking to learn more about Shopify, um, or anything like that, or if you just have a project and stuff, if we can cover something that's beneficial or helpful for you in 30 minutes, I am super happy to um, provide what insight I can there as well. So I'm always uh, really helpful, uh, hopeful that I can provide value, um, whether it's on a call, whether it's on a project, um, and there's no no strings there as far as like, it doesn't need to lead to a project. If I can just be helpful, uh, I consider that a win for sure. So um Definitely the the best places to find me uh, starting off with the website. That's always really helpful um, to get to any kind of special related links there and find any kind of information about Shopify that you can. Uh, Also, feel free to hit me up if there's content you want to see. Uh, Always trying to look to create uh, content that's really helpful. That's one of my big goals for this year.
0: Awesome. Uh, Taylor, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and uh, talking a bit about Spotify. But uh, Shopify, <sighs> this is going to be my worst episode. Oh, my no, not my worst. I'm, I'm bad. You were great. By the way, yes. you amazing me. Horrible. I shouldn't be a host it, anymore.
1: You, you it, I mean, shouldn't beat yourself up. It happens to everybody, man. It happens all the time, all the time.
0: Anyway, Tyler, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show and sharing your story. It was great yeah. sharing the uh, the laughs with me at my fumbles. Um, to my audience, you know, as always, the show notes will have all the links to connect with Tyler, uh, Page Media, all that fun stuff, so that you can uh, start your journey as well. And I thank you again for listening. And as always, remember to invest in yourself.